Welcome to The Rundown. This is BJ, and I have with me Gabrielle. Hello. And a special guest, Sol. Hi. That was beautiful, Gabrielle. What was that? Um, that was the very beginning of a track called Pariah by Braxton Cook, who will be performing at Brick Jazz Fest at the end of October. Um, we can talk a little bit more about him later in the episode, but he's really awesome. That was so beautiful. Thank <laughs> you for that. What a treat. Indeed. So we're in the fall. We're here. It's, it's officially really, here. It's September. It's like chilly in the evenings and the mornings. Yes. Pumpkin spice lattes. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> it's all, it's all happening. It's ready for autumn. Yeah. <laughs> do we still say autumn? Do we still call it autumn or is it just the fall now? I don't know. Autumn seems like nice and very it formal. It seems nice and formal. Yeah. <laughs> it's autumnal. Yeah, it is. <laughs> um, so since our last show, we talked a little bit about, um, we did a little fall preview um, and we welcomed the, the Brick Lab artists on the same night as the Contemporary Art Exhibition opening for the fall, which was like a very exciting evening at Brick House. There was a lot happening, a lot of people. Yeah. Um, and to me, that's like the best thing about being at Brick. Um, but why don't we talk a little bit more about those first two Brick Labs that are coming up very soon? Yes. BJ? Thank you, Gabrielle. I will. The meet and greet was such a fun night, I have to say. It's the first time we did a meet and greet with all of the Brick Lab artists and got them all together. And then we invited them to the contemporary art opening party. So thank you, Soul, for allowing them to come to that <laughs> as special guests. And it was such a beautiful night and they loved meeting each other. And I can't believe we'd never done that before of letting yeah. them having them meet each other. And it was great. So the first two Brick Labs are coming up. The, we will start with Kaneza Shawl and she's doing a piece called Jack and Jill. And it is a comedy of errors structured on social codes and trainings from pre prison reentry programs to debutante balls, which is really fancy copywriting language for Kaneza is talking about what happens when an individual is incarcerated and the dreams that they give up to the state. So it is taking a look at more of the psychological sacrifice and the psychological impact of being incarcerated. Um, and we talk a lot about, you know, job loss and, and reentry programs about getting jobs. And, and she's saying, well, it's more than just about a job. It's about dreams and dreams deferred and um, not being able to dream anymore about the future because uh, one is incarcerated. And, uh, you know, lots wrapped up in that uh, in terms of the school to prison pipeline and mass incarceration. And the main actor in this piece is actually an individual who she met uh, when she was doing a workshop as a theater practitioner at Rikers Island. And she met this individual who was incarcerated at the time and who was in the theater piece. And they met and became friends. And he's a terrific actor. And he is now out of prison. And he is the main actor in her piece now. So he knows deeply what that feels like to be incarcerated and to have to give up your dreams. So really cool piece um, that is on September 21st and 22nd. Yeah, and I was able to speak with Kinesia a little bit more about it at the meet and greet last week. Um, and, at, you know, from reading that, the sort of link between, uh, you know, the prison element of the of the content and, like, debutante balls, for example, really the theme of, like, entering society or being introduced to society or being reintroduced to society as you after you've been um, sort of deemed um, categorized in a way that might limit certain things to you, I think, is... Um, is really interesting, and I cannot wait to see the piece personally. <laughs> yes, it's going to be really cool. And it is still a work in progress. 
She is still working on it. She has a lot of other work to, a lot more work to do on it this next year before she premieres it next fall. So this is a very, like, one piece of the overall puzzle of right. making this. So um, it's not finished yet, yes. and we are really happy she's working on it here at Brick. And then immediately following that, Edessa loads in. She has a company called Delirious Dances, and she's doing like a performance art installation piece with dance. Mm -hmm. So she is making these, um, I, they, she calls them roots, and they look like tree roots, and they hang from the ceiling, and they're made out of paper, and they are twisted with twine. And she's making 1,865 of them, representing the year that legalized chattel slavery ended in America. And she is going to talk about the pathologizing of African-Americans in the United States. She's going to talk about the black experience. Um, and she's going to talk about that through movement and dance and through art installations. So really excited about that piece. One fun a part of her overall piece is that she's inviting the public, the community, anyone who wants to, to come to the space and help her make these roots. And so we're having a roots party on September 28th from 4 p.m. to 8 p.m. And so people can actually like twist the paper and make the roots. And while you're doing that, she's going to facilitate a conversation and the conversation will actually be about the closing of Rikers. So she'll have a few professionals who are part of Close Rikers. And I think she's going to show a film. And it's one of those things where when you're making something and your hands are busy, mm -hmm. it opens you up to have more conversation and mm -hmm. be more free to talk. So it's kind of like that. So uh, come to that. That's totally free. And then her showing is on October 5th and 6th, and it's like $8. So come. Come. Yay. So those are the first two Brick Lab artists. And then we pause and we do Jazz Fest and Common Square and lots of things. And then we come back. <laughs> and, and then we November come back. And do two more. <laughs> exactly. So we'll tell you guys more about those as we get closer to them. Um, awesome. Yeah. Did you get a chance to meet Edessa? She came later at the I didn't. meet and greet. I didn't get a chance oh. to meet her at the meet and greet, but I'm sure um, we will meet very soon. She is like a Brooklyn staple. Like she's just been I've making work. I've heard her name work. forever. Yeah. 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 But, um, really exciting work. The overall piece, I should say, that this, what she's working on is part of a larger piece that she's calling Three Rights. Mm -hmm. And she's exploring the rights of life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness and who actually has access to those rights and who those rights were meant to be for and are actually for. And so she's digging into some really deep good stuff um yeah really exciting yay <laughs> <laughs> um so as always brick is alive with um really brooklyn focused art yes. um and the first contemporary art exhibition of the fall is called brooklyn photographs we have sol nova who is on the contemporary art team here um to talk with us a little bit more about it um so can you tell us a little bit about the exhibition Who's in it? What What are some of your uh, favorite pieces that you're most excited about it? All that kind of stuff. Yeah, so this is actually a show that I've been looking forward to for a while now. Mm -hmm. um, as you mentioned, it's a really, like, it's called Brooklyn Photograph, so it's very Brooklyn-focused. Um, it features 11 photographers, all born and raised in Brooklyn, and they're all focused on different neighborhoods in Brooklyn. Okay. Um, so we have Max Kozlov, who photographs the West Indian Parade. And what I really love about his work is that he doesn't focus on the parade as much as he focuses around the people outside of the parade, like the people on the sidelines. Who are watching it? Who are watching the parade. Okay. Um, which feels like really timely because the parade was just a week ago. Yeah. Um, so I was there and I was a part of that, so that was fun. But um, 
yeah, there's Max Kozloff, there's Meryl Meisler, who um, who grew up shooting Bushwick back in the day-day. And just to, like, <laughs> just to, like see the changes. <laughs> Translation. Back in the day-day, like, way back in the late 70s, early 80s, okay. Bushwick, where it just looks like a war zone, like, mm. unreal and unlike what it looks like today. Um, but I think, like, the show... Um, yeah, like I said, it focuses on photographers who shot between the late 80s and the early 90s. Um, and it's about how Brooklyn has changed, but how Brooklyn is always changing. Like, I think we focus right now on on gentrification and how 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 um, urgent it is right now. But it's like it's, it's a show that puts everything into context. And so like. I think a neighborhood is always changing. A community is always changing. Right. Um, so yeah, there's like Meryl Meisler who shoots Bushwick, um, Sergio Fertel who shoots Gowanus. I was told that it was pronounced Gowanus. I'm from Boston, so I how saw, are you pronouncing I said, it? I said Gowanus when I first <laughs> oh. got here, <laughs> and everybody was like, "Oh no, 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 no. Like, where is that? We've like, never heard of it. I was like, "Wow." <laughs> Uh, there's a real range of, of sort of, it's a multi-generational exhibition too, right? There's like a range of folks who are a little bit younger and yeah. have been shooting for longer. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, it's, um, I think the youngest photographer is around, I think, late 20s, if not early 30s. Okay. Um, wow. Her name is Stephanie Apple, and she shoots, um, her work in the show is uh, features artists in their studios. Oh, cool. um, oh that's nice. And which neighborhood yeah. is she focused on? She's not focused on a specific neighborhood, oh, okay. but she's focusing on, focusing on Brooklyn-based artists in their studios. Cool. And that's also important because um, studio like, artists have been, haven't been able to afford to work in their studios, so it's like interesting to see how artists have had to like work in their apartments, and um, that's another part of the conversation about like what, ge- what gentrification does um, to artists. Yeah. It's such a great part of Brooklyn, too, because I know when I go back to Texas or I talk to my friends who live in other states, the idea of having studio space or space for artists or that being a thing isn't part of their schema in those cities. It's very much a New York City slash Brooklyn thing that Mm -hmm. we worry about in a good way of like, let's make sure we don't lose all of our artists, that we have a community here that puts a priority sometimes on having <laughs> tries to tries to maybe yeah. some of us do on yeah. having studio space it's very brooklyn-y and i really like it and i don't want us to lose it yeah. yeah and i'll just put a plug in here that um contemporary art has we just got this new residency the space in in downtown brooklyn well not downtown it's right across the street from atlantic ave barclay center mm-hmm. yeah. um they're gonna like destroy this building right in the middle of that. Um, and Another few, building being destroyed? Yeah. No way. I'm like, <laughs> so surprised. In like a year or two. So um, we got this deal with this development company to use that space um, for the next year or two um, and offer that space to artists to do their work. So That's we have four awesome. studios oh, right in the middle of of Brooklyn, like that's Flatbush amazing. Ave and Atlantic. That's amazing. That is so convenient. And it's gorgeous <laughs> space. Oh, that's so oh. exciting. It's, it's like really cool. And so I'm what are the application, what will the application for that entail? Is it open now? Can folks apply now? Um, we f- we began our first residency last, this past summer. Um, our new residence just started 
last week for the fall, and we've already chosen the artist for the fall nice. and the winter slash spring. So I think the next um, application process, that would be like in the late spring. Okay. For yeah. like summer Yeah, for summer 2018. Cool. We'll awesome. be sure to mention that again. That is really exciting. Yeah, it's really it cool. is exciting. And I just want to give a shout out because I feel like the contemporary art gallery openings are invariably like the best parties at Brick. Like they're so fun. Right? <laughs> yeah. How is that like, such a good party? Yeah. Would, like, this what past, do you do? Ha, yeah. How do yeah. you guys do that? <laughs> how do you make it so good? It's fantastic. This every past time. opening was really, really successful. We had over 300 people come. That's um, crazy. <laughs> it was so fun. It was amazing to see like, we ha- so we have eight, um, like eleven artists in the show, so it was like fun to see like every artist bring their bring their crew, bring their crew yeah. and their people. Oh, yeah. Um, so I think that helped that the fact that there were so many artists in the show. Right. It's totally a trick in theater too when you're doing an like indie off 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 show. If you have yeah. like ten people in the cast, you know you'll have a full house. The full house, yeah. All, all their friends, will their come. friends. Yeah. <laughs> so it it was good. We had um a DJ from who was born in in Brooklyn, but moved to LA but she came to visit to support her friend who's in the show um who DJed and played an amazing set and free wine which is always good always always a draw it's always a draw yeah the DJ actually wandered into the brick lab meet and greet and we were like chatting for a little bit and then she left and it it was like such a nice um community evening yeah Yeah. I know the downtown Brooklyn Arts Alliance Fellowship yes had their kickoff that night as well and there was a brick lab artist that came in and saw you know, a young person that he had been working with, and they're like, I'm down the hall. You're at Brick 2. It was like a really fun night. It was really fun to see those connections happen. Yeah. I love that. There's like a specific word for it that is escaping me right now that I read about in Google. Oh. <laughs> in Google. In Google. In the interwebs. <laughs> in, no, in their like actual book, in like one of the many business books that Google oh. prints or writes about like um, intentional spaces for people to collide huh. and that the, they cool. intentionally create um, spaces like in the downstairs area and in the yeah. lobby area for different um, departments to collide with each other because it creates more brainstorming. And that's cool. That's cool. It's like Montessori school. <laughs> Structured playtime. <laughs> Make you all hang out in one space and see what happens. Did you go to Montessori school? I did for pre-K and kindergarten. It was nice. a great time. I remember it fondly. Anyway, um, <laughs> so... Um, again, we were earlier listening to Braxton Cook. The song is called Pariah. Actually, from a B-side he did here um, in the summertime, I believe. Um, and we'll end with a little bit more of his music um, from a video called Somewhere in Between. But before we do that, what are you guys thinking about? Any any good TV you've seen recently or new shows coming on that you're excited to see? I love television. Uh-huh. <laughs> let's just start with that. So let's just start with how much I love television. <laughs> uh, I wish I could watch more of it. Yeah. If I could, yeah. I would just, like... Make my eyeballs bleed from watching television. <laughs> I love it so much. But who has the time? So <laughs> I watch like one television show at a time because mm-hmm. that's all I can muster. And currently I am watching season three of Narcos. Oh. So good. <laughs> right? Wow. right? It's on my list. Yeah. It's so good. violent though. I, I know. I started watching I the first season and I was like into it and then I got scared. 
Yeah. So I said, yeah. <laughs> yes. PSA, not for the faint of heart. Yeah. And certainly not show, for younger though. audiences. Yes. It is so intense. Yeah. But I love it. That one's on Netflix, right? It's on Netflix. Yes. And you know, it's set in Colombia. And so they, the Spanish language is used even more so than the English language. Yeah, that was one of my favorite things about it. I find really delightful for there to be a television show that is honoring a different culture and a different language than the dominant culture and language that we have here in um, the United States. So I find that really delightful, and it's just like really great stories based on actual people, which always gives it a little bit of that extra like what did this really this happen legit? i don't know <laughs> so i'm like wikipediaing after every episode of like what actually happened mm-hmm. what's truth and what's fiction yeah uh, and the i always forget his name but the individual who plays the lead is fantastic i think he might be on game of thrones i don't watch game of oh, thrones wow. but i think he might have gotten this like actually i'm not gonna say anything <laughs> because that might be a spoiler for somebody. Yeah, don't spoil it. What is it. his name? I don't know his I name. I totally forget. Pascal, maybe? Something Pascal? Mm, hard to say. Hard to say. Well, anyway, what his about His name you? on the show is Pena. Oh. <laughs> um, well, I also really love TV, and I have to be really careful because I get addicted to it, and then that's yes, all I don't be can ashamed. do. It's so bad. <laughs> There's no shame. Um, I just finished watching... Well, I still... Ha- I'm still catching up on Insecure. I have mm. one more episode. Oh, my God. And I've also been watching Queen Sugar, which if you okay. have not watched that show, you need to start. It's on Hulu. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just bought the second season on Amazon. So nice. I'm almost done with that. Whoa. <laughs> purchased. I, I purchased. Yeah, television. Very serious. 25 American dollars. <laughs> and it was, I'm sorry, it's, it's so worth it. It's, it's getting like $2 real. per episode. My mom loves that show. So I need to, I haven't really, I've seen like an episode, but not like really watched it from the beginning. It's and like she's mad heart wrenching. It. <laughs> it was, um, it's directed by Ava DuVernay, produced right. by Oprah. I'm not um, gonna cry. Dream team. You got, you're gonna cry. <laughs> oh, you're gonna love no. it. Oh no. I, I like sometimes I need to cry. So oh, yeah. so it's when real. I watch that show, I'm like, uh But it's so good. <laughs> it's like brilliantly directed. It's like very nuanced. They're exploring um all kinds of top topics within like the black community. Um, which I really appreciate. It's like a very like black show. Like it's like insecure where you have to like know certain things to like be understand in it to happening. understand what's happening or like understand a joke or like um, so I really appreciate that about that show. Am I, nice. I going to be Googling a lot when I watch this show? Just as much as Narcos, <laughs> yeah, maybe. great, perfect. <laughs> you might, you might be. I appreciate it's really cool. I appreciate a television show that makes me Google and look things up on Wikipedia. Yeah. It's not a bad thing. Um, yeah. So that show, but I'm, <clears throat> in terms of the fall, I'm looking forward to Stranger Things. Yes. I didn't watch yes. that. Yes. I don't Gabrielle. really know what it is. It's so good. Oh, it's so good. All right, well, I'll try it. If you if you like, like kind of horror movie nope, sci fi not horror nope. like scary <laughs> scary sci fi no, like never mind so cool. I'll take your word Thriller. for it I'm not gonna watch that one <laughs> um, I will keep watching Call the Midwife though when that comes back on oh. the BBC I don't mm. know when but you didn't like it I don't know I oh I've I seen the first sure. few oh I thought like you were a, shaking your head I don't know it sounds like a lot of other shows that I've heard of oh no it's fantastic no, it's really good it's so good anyway so I'm impatiently waiting for that to come back mm-hmm. also just finished insecure and had a lot of feelings and was confused so I'm did you feel insecure that. we should talk about that dun, 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 dun. 
<laughs> no, I no. was just confused. I was like, what's happening? But anyway, that's a separate conversation. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I've been watching Transparent on Amazon, mm. which I started, you know, when it first came out a while ago and kind of fell off. Mm-hmm. And um, it keeps getting better, which I think is a great thing for a TV yeah. show to do. <laughs> for sure. So I just Appreciate finished that. all of yeah, all of what they have on Amazon and also just kinda waiting, twiddling my thumb. So I don't I don't have like fall shows I'm really looking forward to. I think I have a while before Call the Midwife comes back. Oh. So maybe now's the perfect time to try. Queen Sugar, Queen Sugar, maybe Stranger Things, but I'm making no promises. It's really on that good. One. <laughs> also, y'all, Star Trek. Oh, that's a, the new that's coming back. A new they're doing a new one. Yeah, yes. Oh, yes, okay. and okay. yes, and all the things. <laughs> I've actually never been so excited about a television show. Oh, that's so exciting! Waiting for a Star Trek, and I think it's next weekend that it starts. Oh. But I think oh. I'm gonna have to pay for it. Wait, separ- what? What am I saying? This is Us comes back. That's oh, what I can't wait I to see. I can't. It just makes me cry. Exactly. I can't. It's awesome. it's, so you probably never watched Grey's Anatomy. Like the first season. And okay. then I was like, no, nope, too all many, about making you cry. too much yeah, of the tears. Okay, this is us. Uh, Steph, who's also on our performing arts team, we're we going to have a premiere viewing party. Um, it's really exciting business. Ooh. Anyway. So, um, enough television. <laughs> yeah. I feel like this has become like a television, a television podcast. We should need a like, sidebar <clears throat> episode. Gabrielle, when we build our media company. <laughs> <laughs> That'll be the next step. television podcast. Yes. So we're going to close out with another track by Braxton Cook. Again, he plays Brick Jazz Fest on Friday, October 20th on the gallery stage as part of the marathon. Get your tickets now. They're available on our website. Um, He's a great young saxophonist um, that really seems to be taking the world by storm. Um, And it's exciting to be a part of his early development here at Brick. Um, So we'll go out with Somewhere in Between by Braxton Cook, and we will see you guys next time. Thank you, Sol. Thank you for having me. (laughs) Thanks for listening to The Rundown. Solve the riddle, trying to find the real me. Somehow I knew I could beat it. I knew I had the antidote. My friends they wouldn't listen though. I wanna show them you can pave the way and you can make it. Just promise, don't look back no more. Be somewhere in the middle. I'm somewhere in between. I started disassemble these walls around me. Somewhere.